0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Men on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Brad Richard, and shortly we will be starting our next episode. We will be providing you tools, resources, and information that you can use to make your life just a little bit better. But before we do that, let's honor our country and then we'll begin the podcast. Music Welcome back everyone to the men on a mission podcast. I'm your host Brad Richard and tonight is episode 58 episode 58. we have a couple of guests on with us tonight Dave Thomason and Lisa Hederich um, and she may correct me on that but that is her last name You're good. <laughs> uh, and uh, she is a registered nurse and tell me what S uh, MSN stands for
1: MSN means I have a master of science in nursing
0: master of science in nursing and an RN. Okay. Yes. So that's, uh, that's the titles. Now, Dave has a title. He is a retired Marine,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a retired uh, Marine Corps gunnery Sergeant.
0: Awesome. Uh, uh, thank you for your service, brother. <laughs> we appreciate
3: yeah. Lisa, it. Lisa served too. She was in the army. She was a nurse in the army.
0: Oh, terrific. Yes i love to have veterans mm-hmm. on uh it uh it, it's always easier with my you know my listeners um you know they love to hear from veterans so mm-hmm. tonight uh dave and lisa are with um uh a night <laughs> i knew anam I cara. say that again
1: <laughs> anam cara
0: anam cara anam cara is the name of the company and they are going to talk uh, to us tonight about Microcurrent neurofeedback. And I want to let the listeners know uh, up front a little bit about it. Microcurrent neurofeedback produces a measurable change in the brain waves without conscious effort from the individual receiving the feedback. The result is a changed brain wave state and, and much greater ability for the brain and nervous system. To regulate itself, some of the conditions that microcurrent neural feedback can help with would be anxiety, depression, PTSD, traumatic brain injury, concussions, addictions, ADD, ADHD. Uh, I may need a treatment <laughs> for, for for that one. Uh, autism, fibromyalgia, stroke, and many many more. Um, you know conditions that this. Technology or this science uh, can help with. So, what we're going to do is, Lisa, we're going to start with you and uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your background, a little bit about uh, who you are, and and what brought you to this point. Uh, And then we'll move to David uh, and and get his story as well in the first segment. And then we'll find out more about uh, your company and the uh, the microcurrent um, process in the second segment. So. The floor is yours, Lisa. Uh, Can't wait to hear your story.
1: Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Um, A little bit about me, how I kind of got into this. I I am a registered nurse. I've been a registered nurse for a long time. I started my um, career in the army. Um, I was on active duty um, from 1986 to 92. And that's where I, you know, learned a lot, learned how to be a nurse, was in the army. And um, I then went back to school and got a master's degree in nursing. And I specialized in nursing education. And this is kind of how I got into IASIS, is in the course of teaching um, in a baccalaureate program, I taught at the University of Texas at Tyler. Um, I had a lot of veterans, or I had some veterans as students in the nursing program. And um, some of them were, came from, were deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan, and some did struggle in the program. And uh, much of it was due to some um, diagnosed and undiagnosed PTSD. And, and I remember one student who was failing miserably in one of my courses in my what I usually do is if they're failing, I ask them to come speak with me so we can figure out what's going on. And I sat and I talked to him and he basically um, said to me that um, he everything that had happened, he, he couldn't concentrate, he couldn't cope, he had nightmares, he couldn't study, and I did my best to get him some help. And through this, and this is kind of off a little off topic, but I, I started facilitating a course called Reboot, which addressed spiritual injury and combat veterans. It was a free program to veterans and I helped facilitate that. And so I got started working with veterans and I started seeing more and more. And I, and I had a heart for veterans because I'm a vet myself and I, I I understand the military culture. I've been there. I've lived it. Um, so. I started getting interested in working with veterans through Reboot. And while I was at UT Tyler, um, they had a meeting for uh, uh, someone who did the microcurrent neurofeedback looking for research partners. And so I went along to the meeting, just wanted to hear about it. And Dave was at the meeting. That's where I met Dave. And I started listening to this. And I was just absolutely astounded by the claims that were being made. And I asked Dave. I had a, a couple of, of vets that I was working with. I asked him to come over to Tyler or to Longview, and would he mind, you know, just trying it on on a couple of them? And the results um, after just a couple of sessions were astounding. Um, had one young man that came in um, with a hoodie over his head, wouldn't look at anybody, very kind of withdrawn and closed. When he came for the next session, he didn't have his hoodie on, he was talking, he was more animated. So that's really how I got into um, this field. Um, I I do have a great interest in mental health. Um, I I believe that that is, I don't wanna say the next big thing, that doesn't sound right, but it's the next area of healthcare that we're really gonna have to start focusing on because there is so much need out there and it's just not being met, or it's we're throwing medication at it and not treating the we're, we're treating the symptoms and not the cause, and so I just was fascinated by it and decided that um, I wanted to get involved in this. I wanted to help people. This is not just for veterans; it helps all a myriad of things like you um, mentioned, and we'll talk about later as well. But um, I I'm just quite honored and humbled. Um, to be on this journey with people um, trying to um, help them come back to their uh, regular state of mental health or where they want to be to improve their quality of life that's the, the biggest thing is the quality of life and because it impacts not only them but their family members and everybody around them um, so that, that's really kind of how i got into it um, just really for two it really was I was led on a path. I can see how everything I've done throughout my career has led me to where I am now. And I'm currently back in school. Um, I'm, I'm be- becoming a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I should finish um, next summer. Um, and that will just help me on this journey with Dave, um, getting our business going and helping as many people as we can.
0: Cool. I, I think we had a couple blips. Um, we froze up just a second and then we got you back. But Dave, but, but, is it but your we're turn? Yeah, we'll, we'll move to Dave. Um, like I said, you, you blipped out just a couple of times. Uh, no worries. I think we got, you know, uh, the majority of it. So uh, Dave, Hi. go ahead, go hey. ahead and tell, um, tell the listeners your story, your background. Uh, obviously, maybe it's very similar uh, to how uh, Lisa got involved with it. So uh, kind of fill us in, tell us a little bit about you, and uh, we'll go from there.
3: So um, I am a retired Marine. I retired from the Marine Corps in 1993 as a gunnery sergeant. Um, I was a communications intelligence specialist for uh, my entire 20 years in the Corps. So I didn't, I didn't do anything in the Marine Corps to, uh, to cause me any mental health issues. That was issues that happened before and, and, uh, and, and after the Corps. Um, <clears throat> but kind of rocking along uh, in my life. Um, At one point, I became, well, in 2009, in uh, July of 2009, I started serving as the veteran service officer in Cherokee County, Texas. Uh, That's where I live. So I I was the county service officer. And so that was really how I Uh, how I came into uh, dealing with or working with vets and really got interested in how can I help these guys? Well, my job for, for nine and a half years was trying to take care of them in dealing with the VA. I was their advocate between them and the VA with helping them apply for and get their benefits and whatnot. And One of the things that I had to learn about, because I knew I knew literally nothing about PTSD other than, you know, I knew it existed and it had a name, but I I had no idea what it was really all about. And so it probably took me a couple of years of uh, of studying and going to different classes that I could find uh, where they were talking about what PTSD was and and what the what kind of issues Uh, guys that were dealing with PTSD had. And so it just it was one of those things that really got my interest. But getting close to the end of my nine and a half years as the veteran service officer, I I started, I started my own decline uh, mentally. And again, not because of the PTSD, but because of all the concussions I had had. I had, I know probably, you know, half a dozen or more as a kid growing up, several of those, at least three of them where I lost consciousness, maybe more. Um, and then as a martial artist um, and 20 years of fighting in martial arts, I've had, you know, obviously more concussions. And so my, um, my uh, ability to to do my job was has gotten to the point where I couldn't I just I just I hadn't I had very little if any memory left people that I had known for you know decades I had trouble uh coming up with their names if I was even able to come up with their name at all words I had known all of my life I had trouble coming up with even if I knew what it was I was trying to say and I could go and google it look it up find the word. And as soon as I turned around and I was no longer looking at the word, I lost it again. So, uh, very depressing, very, uh, very hard to deal with on, on my part for, for a good while on that. But, um, right after I retired, a, um, a friend of mine sent me a text and it had a, um, a picture of a flyer on it of a guy that was doing a, uh, seminar locally here in East Texas and so I thought you know what the heck I got nothing else going on I'm sitting around the house all day doing nothing because I wasn't working anymore so I looked to the seminar and it really none of it really talked to me in fact I sat there with my arms crossed and my legs crossed during probably about 95 percent of the um of the presentation And then what got my attention was close to the end of it they talked about a study that they did with a group of marines and it was a small group it's about six or seven marines and the va medical center and the university of california in san diego and so what they had done they had gotten these marines that all had ptsd and tbi and they took them over to the school to uc san diego And they did these scans on them. One of them was a MEG. I think it's a megaloencephalogram. Basically, it maps the brain. It's a great big machine. It's probably only a half a dozen of them in the United States, maybe a couple more. But uh, they map the brain. And then they did 3D MRI images of the brain. And so what they could see in the brain was they could see the hot spots where there was anxiety, depression, anger, you know, all these types of issues that we deal with that have, you know, guys deal with where they have PTSD or TBI and they're all lighting up hot. And so um, after they did the um, the scans, they took the guys, they, they did the, the treatments on them and then they took them back and did the scans again. Well, they could see in the scans where all the hot spots were starting to cool down. So that gave them, Uh, image-based evidence showing that they can bring the levels of anxiety and depression and anger, all those things that can bring those levels down for the guys and make it to where they can actually function, you know, in life and society. And so that kind of got me to thinking about it. Well, maybe if we could help, if they could help those guys, maybe they can help me, and so after it was all over and done with, I went up to the guys and I said, OK, here's my deal. And I explained to them, you know, all the concussions I had. And, and uh, they basically just said, yeah, we can help. And I was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to think about it for a little bit and I'll get back with you. Well, I went home. I thought about it for a couple hours. I said, you know what? I got nothing to lose. I've got nowhere else to go. So uh, I went ahead and started going and uh, getting the sessions or the treatments for myself and um, they worked and I was, I was shocked. Um, I mean, for the first time in I don't even know how many years I slept more than two or three hours a night. Uh, that was, to me, that was pretty amazing because I hadn't slept in so many years, um, even to the point of not even, not even getting uh, um a good enough sleep to go into REM sleep. I never, I wasn't doing that. So I hadn't had any dreams in years. Um, all of a sudden now, um, I'm sleeping all night and I'm having dreams and I'm like, this is kind of neat. I was waking up more rested. And while the memory thing hadn't all come back yet, some things were starting to happen to, to, to show me that there were some changes going on. Um, so I guess kind of to make the long story short, I got significant improvement from it. I enjoyed what was going on with me and, and the, uh, the help that it gave me. So I started talking to the guy that did the treatments on me. I started asking about the possibility of me buying the equipment so that I could go out and help other people, in particular vets, Again, that had been my, my job for nine and a half years. And I really missed, you know, I really missed working with vets and being able to help them. So I ended up, I bought the equipment, uh, did some training with, uh, with the guy that, that uh, I was working with there that I got, he helped me buy the equipment. We did, so I did some training with him. And so I started going out and, you know, doing different types of presentations myself um, getting vets and working with them. Um, yeah, I did some work with Lisa on a couple of the vets that, um, that she had, um, it, it, it almost never ceases to amaze me to, to see the, the guys that come in with, uh, depression or anxiety levels, you know, at a 10 and, and they're at the point where they can't even, uh, they can't get out into society because they don't feel comfortable being around people. And they come in at a, at a, you know, at that kind of a level. And then, you know, after, uh, three or four weeks, they're, they're going out and their levels are at at a, at a one or a two and they're, they're out looking for jobs and they're feeling like they can function in society. Again, they're beginning to take care of their own personal business. Um, Impulsivity a lot of times is, is a real um, bad thing for PTSD vets. They get they get their paycheck and then or their disability, and then you know within a day or two they they've spent it all. One of the guys that that uh, I worked with with Lisa um, after uh, five or six weeks. Uh, he came in and he had started going to uh, financial management classes. He was trying to go back and relearn now how to take care of his own finances since he hadn't in in so many years. Um, He uh, came in one day, told us that he had applied for a job. I think that was the the first time he had been able to do anything like that in over 10 years. So I've gotten to see some pretty neat results and and what we've done, and and uh, what this what the what this stuff, what this equipment, if you will, can do for folks.
0: Wow, I'd like to bring Lisa back in. We're we're fixing to go uh, to our short break. Um, so, but before we end this episode, Lisa, are you still with us?
1: Yes, I'm still here.
0: Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I turned my video off too, which was which was a gift to you guys, but <laughs> I, I turned off my video and, and I saw that you dropped a, uh, dropped a video. So that's just to make things, you know, uh, work a little smoother. I know for whatever reason, Tuesday night on, on zoom, uh, is, is busy. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to bring you in and ask you just, uh, uh, one or two questions before we go to our break. Did, um, now did you, um, experience similar things or similar effects from your service in the military and did you um have you experienced this treatment yourself personally
1: um i was never deployed i do did not experience any of the um Symptoms or the PTSD that a lot of our veterans have, uh, or the depression, anxiety, that type of thing. So it's not related to my service. Um, I have received um, sessions. Dave and I. It's kind of nice. We we work on each other. Um, One of the things that I've noticed, and we can talk about in the next session, is I since I'm in school, I actually use it when I have a lot of intense studying I have to do because it really helps me focus. Um, I have also had some issues with depression and I find that it has uh, helped with my mood significantly. So yes, I, I've seen it work on others. I've seen it work on me. I've seen it work in Dave. And unless I was pretty sure, sh- unless I was sure this worked, I, I wouldn't be doing it. So,
0: mm-hmm. okay. Okay. So you, you both have personally experienced it and, um, I, I myself, I find it, you know, really intriguing. And uh, the way that you both explained it, as far as the hotspots, um, and you know the hotspots in the brain, and where this can actually target those hotspots, and and kind of make the brain refire or reboot, I guess, and uh, and kind of move stuff around. So uh, I want to get into some some more details about, you know, what is a typical session, and how does it. You know, how do you go about doing the, the process? Um, the cost, um, is it covered by insurance, things of that nature. And we um, we can get into that in the second segment. So uh, we've been talking with Lisa uh, Herderich and Dave Tomlinson, and they are with uh, Anam Kara Wellness. And all this information is gonna be in the show notes uh, about their company. And you'll be able to reach out to them. Their contact information will be in the show notes as well as the website. So we're going to have that in the show notes for you. So don't worry. You don't got to write anything down. Um, just bear, bear with me. Uh, hang, h- hang in there with me, uh, Lisa and Dave. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, let's get into kind of meat and potatoes and get into uh, the nitty gritty on exactly what is the session and the microcurrent neurofeedback. How does it take place? And what do you do when you're conducting a session with a client? So stay with me, and we'll be right back after a short break. Welcome, our new sponsor, Scars and Stripes Coffee Company. They empower veterans to build their own business using their e-commerce platform. When you purchase from Scars and Stripes Coffee, you are buying from a veteran, and your purchase directly impacts the men and women who have served our country. Do more than say thank you for your service. Order today and empower a veteran. Use vet code Brad Richard at scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's scarsandstripescoffee.com. Okay, we are back with uh, part two of episode 58. Episode 58, we are talking with Lisa uh, Hederich and Dave Tomlinson. And uh, we have been talking about microcurrent neurofeedback and they are, um, they're part of a company, uh, Anamkara Wellness, and they are talking about this particular um, treatment for, for a whole variety of different, uh, uh, different conditions that this treatment can be very helpful uh, with. So welcome back, Dave and Lisa. And we are going to get rolling here. Lisa, if you want to start off with, uh, with maybe some of the details about what is a, you know, when someone does a session um, and goes through the software and you guys are running a session and a treatment with, with, with a client, what, what, what can they expect? How, in other words, how does it work? <laughs> if you could okay. kind of tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um, Well, microcurrent neurofeedback is uh, different than traditional neurofeedback in that regular neurofeedback is very active. Now, in both technologies, you put electrodes at different, what we call site pairs on the skull, Um, but regular neurofeedback is active. Microcurrent neurofeedback is passive. In other words, you just sit there and you feel absolutely nothing. So when you come in for your first initial session, we, we do an intake. We ask a lot of information. We, we assess um, your the reactivity of your uh, nervous system based on several questions that we'll ask. That helps us determine where we need to start um, with your session. Um, after that, after we take some information down, and this is just the first session, um, we will... Um, prep the sites on, on the skull, on the head, um, with some, we clean it and we put some little paste on there in little places. And then we, we put the uh, little electrodes on there. And I say electrodes and, and some people say, when are you going to zap me? And that's, that's not what we're doing. We're not zapping you at all. Um, the, the microcurrent is three picowatts, of energy which is about a millionth of the amount of energy that you get from your cell phone when you put it up to your head so it's 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 very it's it's considered nano energy almost so um we're not zapping you but we we do put those on your heads and on your head and then we um we set uh, there's different protocols and what the protocols are the amount of energy doesn't change that we give but it's the frequency, the amplitude that, that, that changes, the, the pulses and the bursts of how the energy is delivered based on different protocols. And um, an initial session with the intake and everything may last 45 minutes to an hour. Subsequent sessions oftentimes are 30 minutes or less. And most of that is not even giving the energy. A lot of it we we reevaluate when you come in for your subsequent sessions. Um, Typically, we based on research and what we've seen, most people will need on average 10 to 20 sessions. Some people will need less. Some people will need more. It just depends on the complexity of what's going on and the history. Um, and so this is not an endless treatment. It's, it's, um, it's a, you get a finite amount of sessions where we're searching, we're, we're t- reaching for what we call sustainability. A lot of people will find some relief from some of their symptoms as soon as the first, second, third session, or they may not. When we start getting, um, some response, when we start getting some relief, um, we keep going because the sessions are, they're cumulative, they build on each other. So we know that the brain um, is electrical and it's chemical, that, that's how it works. So we have electrical pathways that stimulate our neurons to release neurotransmitters. And sometimes in the brain, those pathways kind of go astray. It can be from a myriad of things. It can be from chronic depression or anxiety or stress, PTSD, um, abuse, ADHD, many, many things can cause our pathways to kind of go astray a little bit. And then when they are exposed to that for a long period of time, they, they stay stuck in that pathway. And so what the microcurrent does, it delivers the current to help, just like you said, kind of reboot the brain, just like when you're, when you're computer goes wonky, you turn it off, and you turn it back on again to reboot it. So when we deliver the current, it allows it allows the brain to reconnect to the correct pathways. Um, So it's not endless. Some people want, you know, a little what they call tune up every now and then, but some people get exactly where they want to be. And then we don't see them again. And we're happy for that. That's, that's really what we're searching for. And the thing I want to emphasize with IASIS is we are treating the cause of the problem, not just the symptoms. So we're, we're trying to fix the root cause of what is causing all these feelings and emotions and physical sensations and everything else that is impacting that person's life. So we're trying to actually re re kind of rewire reboot the brain so that it's back on the pathway that it was was meant to be on. So that's typically um, what a session is is like. So anywhere from half an hour to an hour, uh, depending on what's going on.
0: Okay. Now, when um, I mean, when a client comes to you and before you start a session do they have to or do you have to identify what conditions they may have or is or is that something that is kind of determined later <laughs> you know what i'm saying do they need to come with you with with a list of i'd like to address these things um
1: well they need to know what what is bothersome to them and why they're seeking um session. Or sessions. Do we need a, a medical diagnosis? Absolutely not. Some people have a medical diagnosis. Um, I am seeing someone right now who has a lot of problems with panic. And the panic is based on events from her past. And um, I've been seeing her and in four sessions, her panic is just about gone. Um, and so typically what we'll do at the first meeting is we want We will ask, um, we will ask the client, what are the top three things that you want to work on? So it doesn't have to be a formal diagnosis, you know, a lot, some of them may be, "I, I can't concentrate anymore. My focus is terrible, or I feel sad all the time, or I have so much anxiety every time I do such and such. So Um, it's a, it's just a wide range. So we, we choose three, three things initially that we try to focus on and then we kind of go from there.
0: Okay. Okay. Now um, I know Dave is, is with us as well. Um, Dave, do you, uh, now you conduct your sessions at Camp V? We both do. You both do. Okay. And that, and that's in Tyler, Texas. Um, Now, as far as listeners, that reach out to either one of you, uh, or they go to the website. What if they're outside of the state of Texas? You know, uh, which a lot of my listeners are going to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where would they go to connect with a with a provider? With a provider, yeah.
3: So they can go to the IASIS main website, and um, I always tell folks to Google IASIS. Space M C N, and the reason, the reason I tell them that is, uh, I'm I don't type very well, so me trying to type in microcurrentneurofeedback.com is a little bit of a pain. <laughs> so I just tell them to Google ISS M C N for microcurrent neural feedback, and that'll take people to the main website, and they can look on the main website, and um, there's a lot of information there. They've got. Uh, a lot of uh, documentaries from folks and that have that you know tell about how it's helped them. but there's a place there to find a provider. and all they need to um, enter there is uh, probably their city or state or um, or their zip code. and then that way they can find a local provider.
0: Okay. Well this
1: is also spread internationally as well and so yeah. there are providers in other countries.
0: Excellent. We, we will get that link in, uh, I want, I want the link in the show notes for your website, and then we'll get the other link in, um, that David just referred to and put that in there for anybody outside of the, you know, the town of Texas area, uh, so they can reach out, uh, when, uh, as far as, um, you know, I know that both of you, uh, you do your sessions at at Camp V, which, uh, is a great resource for veterans in, in Tyler, Texas and in East Texas. Um, tell me a little bit about, um, yeah, and this question is questions for David in the last, you know, three sessions, what, what have you experienced? What have you seen occur with your clients or, or with your veterans, uh, when in you've the, done sessions
3: in, in the last three sessions that I've done? Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> ha, ha, yeah. has anything has anything stood out you know uh, you, you know you?
3: um there there are there are some that have stood out um i've got one guy that that i'm working with um he was having anger issues were his his anger management was really really bad and um a lot everybody around Camp B, you know saw it and knew it and they um even after his first session people saw the difference in him and now even going through and he's going through some pretty tough times with some personal problems and everything in his life but he's remaining pretty calm and and level-headed through the whole thing and um, people that know him and, and people that see him on a daily basis are just like How are you, how are you doing that? How are you staying so calm and, and relaxed through all of this? And and he just tells them, you know, well, you know, I went and, 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 and I go through these sessions with the, with the ISIS and, and that's what it does for him. It, It helps him, you know, maintain that composure and, and, uh, not get so angry or upset or mad about things. Um, I've got another, um, lady that, um, I saw her today. Uh, her husband had very, very, very severe PTSD, depression, anxiety, all kinds of things going on. He uh, he shot her twice, shot their child, and then committed suicide. She survived. Um, she recently had surgery to remove remove a bullet from her head. Um, wow. Yeah, and you know that's that's one of those. Yeah, I I just sit there and I'm just like in awe of what what we've been able to do for her in just a really short period of time. Um, obviously, sleep uh, is is an important part of that. We've been helped. She's she's sleeping better. Her anxiety is down. Uh, her depression is down. Uh, we've still got some issues that were that we've got to um, that that we'll have to work on. But, you know, there'll be things that'll that'll take a little bit more time. But um, just seeing how um, how she's improving and changing, um, you know, it's, it's kind of motivating for me. Um, you know, you, you run into those kinds of things and, and it, really, it really it really it really it really tells you why you're doing this and and, you know, what you're accomplishing for folks. It it's a it. I mean, it's just just in your face. This is what you're doing for folks
2: mm-hmm. and
3: so really makes you feel good. Um, I guess. Um, a third example. Um, I've got um, I mean, I, I also and Lisa treats uh, people in uh, in Longview and I treat people in Jacksonville. I have office in Jacksonville. Uh, Lisa also has one in, uh, in Longview but I've got a couple of vets in Jacksonville that uh, they just decided kind of on a whim that they wanted to try it out. And um, both of them were just uh, amazed at, at um, again, the level of sleep, the, the lower levels of uh, depression and anxiety. And one of, for one of the guys, his biggest issue is his focus now. Um, he would be, you know, they'd be sitting around with a group of guys and they'd be talking about something and all of a sudden midstream, you know, he just changes the subject to something totally off the wall. And, but that was his norm, you know, and and he wouldn't even, he wouldn't necessarily realize it until somebody, you know, brought it to his attention and, and everybody got a good laugh out of it. And now that he's, he's becoming more able to focus and concentrate and stay on, on task, so to speak. Uh, a lot of people are going, you're not as much fun anymore, man. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, so, I mean, there's, there's some, there's some things that are, that are, you know, very, very motivating. And then there's some things like that, that are, you know, more on the humorous side. So it kind of covers the gamut.
0: Yeah. It's, it sounds like it. Uh, we're going to wrap up. We're almost, we're almost uh, done with our second segment, but I had a couple more questions. Um, One question for you, Lisa, do you think when it comes to veterans specific, specifically um, do you think family members would benefit from this type of treatment um, when it comes to their anxiety and their emotions or their confusion about maybe behavior or actions?
1: Oh, absolutely. I I think it can help because, you know, when service members, we know when it, when they have PTSD or or other issues, um, related potentially to their service that it, it affects the entire family. And so if anxiety, depression, all those things are very common in family members of, uh, service members or veterans that are affected. And absolutely it could help them. And I do wanna, I know we're coming to a close. I did wanna just emphasize um, one thing with ISIS. everything we're talking, Dave and I believe in it wholeheartedly, but it's not a miracle cure. I just, I just wanna kind of throw that out there. Um, it has been shown to be effective in a, about 84% of cases, which is a higher, um, rate than conventional medicine. Mm-hmm. So it is very effective, but it requires you to stick with it. So it's it, it's not a one and done. You, you come, you have multiple sessions until we get you to the point where you're doing so much better and you don't need us anymore. Or we get to the point where I'm not sure this is going to work for you. I have had one or two people that it's, that's happened with but by far the majority have benefited greatly from the microcurrent neurofeedback. So I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. Cause we, 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 we talk, talk it up so much and it is fantastic, but just, it's not, it's not magic and it does take persistence and you have to stick with it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> um, couple, just a couple last things. And then, like I said, we're right down uh, to the end here. Uh, when it comes to insurance now is this treatment is it covered by major insurances or will the veterans administration help with the cost of the treatments
1: it we do not take insurance excuse me but some insurance companies do cover it under uh, a biofeedback type of uh, designation so we really leave that up to the individual client to determine um, if their insurance will take it we do know that some of the major insurance uh, companies do take um, will 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 take a claim um, that's submitted but we have the client do that themselves Um, as far as veterans are concerned the va um, it's very complicated with them dave you can you can jump in here as well Uh, Dave and I have a policy. We don't turn away veterans um, if they cannot pay. Um, We have a system in place um, that that will help them with that if they need it. So um, that's kind of how the the payment system works. Dave, can you talk about the...
3: Yeah, the the VA the VA will cover it if you can get into their community care program, uh, but it, it's almost like the the rules to the community care program change uh, on a whim. It's it's difficult to get in, but once you get in, then it's fine. the The big issue there is um, most of the providers. Cannot afford to take what the VA pays because they've got offices and they've got staff and they've got you know uh, they've got uh, a lot of bills that they've got to pay, and what the VA tends to reimburse is pretty minuscule. So, you know, compared to what most people charge, um, I'm want to say they paid somewhere around fifty dollars or so for a session that that most people either charge a hundred or hundred and fifty for. So the, and, and, uh, a lot of the insurance companies are kind of along that same, that same line, um, you know, they will reimburse some, but, um, in general, a a lot of the practitioners won't, won't take insurance because it does not reimburse them enough. So just kind of like what Lisa was saying, we can give them the information they can file on it and, you know, get reimbursed by their insurance company for whatever they'll pay.
0: Okay, great. Um, if either you, uh, either you, David, or, or Lisa, if one of you can uh, email me uh, the link for the national website where they can find a provider wherever they're at in the country, if you could send me um, that link so I can include it in the show notes, that would be fantastic. I do have your website, uh, Anam Kara Wellness. And that that website will be in the show notes but I want to make sure that we get that that link that they can go to to search for a provider in their state or in okay. their area of the country. So yes. uh, that, that would be great just e- email it to me. Um, okay. Yeah, great stuff. Um, my one last question and you guys can you know toss a quarter and see who answers it. Um, <laughs> right now the the younger generation, Uh, and and I know that you know we're all about vets all three of us are vets Um, the men on a mission podcast is all about vets and their families but something that popped into my head and I want to just kind of cover it uh, and then and then we're going to be done we'll we'll wrap it up for tonight Um, is there an age limit or is there um, in other words teenagers yeah. Uh,
3: there's, there's really not an age limit. I, and, I, and I know where you're coming from or going, going to on that one. Okay. Um, my youngest um, client that I have worked with um, probably three or four. Um, they're tough because they don't sit still for very long. Uh, one of the things that I've, that, that we've kind of noticed is um I'll get a a little stand and the mom or dad can kind of put their phone up and put a cartoon on and that'll attract their, that'll kind of get their attention. And so while they're focusing on the cartoon, then we can focus on, on the sessions or the treatments, but for, especially for kids that young, the sessions are usually pretty quick. They're pretty short, Um, you know, shorter than they are for, for adults for sure.
0: Okay. But this type of, uh, of, software or this process you know it can be used with children or teenagers uh, absolutely I, I know right yep. now um along with our veterans the the teenage group uh out there in america um a lot of them are struggling and typical therapy or counseling or whatever uh isn't really doing the trick so this maybe you know something uh that would be available to them and be very absolutely useful.
1: and i think so. especially with the covid pandemic that we've had um the depression anxiety that's resulting from that our healthcare workers that are burned out and i think some are going to have ptsd from this um, young children this has been proven to work with uh with some aspects of autism um adhd so yeah definitely this is this is perfectly safe uh, for children and teenagers.
0: Perfect. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up. And I really appreciate both of you uh, bearing with me and some of our technical glitches, but we got through it. And uh, I want to thank Lisa uh, Hederich and Dave Tomlinson. And they have uh, been talking about microcurrent neural feedback. And the name of the company is um, Anam cara wellness and that'll be in the show notes and you can look up and search for a service provider of of the microcurrent neural feedback uh treatment in your area by clicking on the other link that'll be in the show notes as well so uh thank thank you both i I, it's it's great information i understand it's not a cure-all but it is definitely helping people um, move to that next step and and feel a little more normal and a little more in control of their lives and and that's really what uh, we're here here for that's that's what the podcast is all about so uh, thank you both for being thank on you the, for having us thanks you're very you're very welcome and uh, once again thanks for your patience uh, I'm gonna end like I always do I'll end the men on a mission podcast the same way. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. Uh, This is episode 58. So until next time, remember to take care of your little me, love them, protect them, and they need you more than you can imagine. So love yourself. And until next time, bye for now.